When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. going on Bears fans and welcome to another episode of the Chicago Audible Podcast. As you know, I'm Nicholas Moriano here to give you a recap of what happened in day three of Bears training camp, the second day for open practice, but the third training camp practice overall. And before I do, you got anybody who listens to the Chicago Audible Podcast knows what's about to follow here. Before I start breaking down this Bears training camp practice, we start with a just a quick message from our great sponsor manscaped the olympics euros baseball major championships and concerts are all in this summer you know what isn't a wild and hairy bush tame your pubes with help from our friends at manscaped the leaders in below the waist grooming their fourth generation performance package includes the brand new lawnmower 4.0 if an athlete treats their body like royalty why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Guys, do right by your balls and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code FANSIDED20. This package also comes with the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds, top in both your nose and your ears. This tool is a lock to take home gold in the biathlon. And the Weed Whacker is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor power 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer uses skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. All right, the ad read is out of the way. We can get into some Bears football, what kind of happened here. Uh, just to kind of set the scene, in terms of fan fan participation or how many fans showed up, it looked you know, similar to day two of practice, maybe even less, which is 
you know, a little unfortunate. That was kind of one of the things I noted early on in practice that it just, it almost just doesn't have that same atmosphere that it did in Bourbonnet. Again, just less people overall, but, and there was even less today. I'm hoping that on Saturday's practice, there will be more fans in attendance, but that's kind of how it was. And the Bears were mostly practicing on the very first field that you see right when you go to Hallis Hall, right when you enter, uh, depending, the, the walkway there, it's the first field, that's the one they primarily used. So instead of just talking, you know, the quarterbacks to start off this conversation, I want to start with the Bears' defense because I thought today was a, a dominant day by that unit from all all levels, really. It wasn't just the starting unit that played well against, you know, the Bears' offense. It was every level of the defense really doing their part to you know make it tough on the bears offense today so guys i'm just i have some notes here just kind of pointing out specific players but i want to start with roquan smith i saw number 58 just making a lot of plays in friday's practice he had a nice pass breakup on cole Komet in team drills and he almost nearly intercepted andy dalton on a screen pass on that play, though, you can hear Matt Nagy off in the distance saying, hey, there was a hold somewhere on the screen. So it, it was still good to see Roquan Smith at the right place. And I don't know if it was necessarily Roquan Smith holding or somebody holding, but that's what Nagy was saying on the play. Uh, Roquan Smith also blew up, and I mean blew up a play where it was a run by David Montgomery. Roquan Smith is in the backfield, really unblocked. So... Nice to see that from a guy that, you know, is looking to, not that he needs to earn himself that contract because he's played well the last season and the year before that, but I think there is a little bit of that chip on the shoulder and seeing that Fred Warner just got a contract extension. He looked really, really good in today's practice. And just to preface things again, the Bears were without their two starting tackles. So you're gonna I'm going to mention off a bunch of guys here. They really took advantage of the Bears' offensive line, whether it was first team, second team, or even third team, not having you know the, the, the top guys at, at the tackle positions. But I also have in my notes like guys like Josh Woods, and you know I think it's been noted before he is a talker. Like the guy, you can constantly hear him. I was more so towards that sideline where the defense was at, but Josh Woods is constantly talking. But he also backed up that talk with a nice bull rush move that he had in team drills as well but it could be anybody any any defensive unit any offensive player josh woods you're going to hear him and it's kind of it's cool to hear you know he's like hey uh i think it was lachavius sims he's like try to block me like that try to do you know whatever uh and just hearing like the the interaction some of these players have it's that's again the benefit of being credential being a little bit closer to the proximity of what when these plays are happening what what the conversation are like it, it was you know interesting to hear some of that stuff uh kind of going down in my notes here we the nickel cornerback position with duke shelley thomas graham jr obviously is one that i think it's going to take the longevity of training camp to figure out who's going to earn that spot but right now it's clearly duke shelley's the front runner he's been getting most of the reps with the ones i have here he had a really nice pass breakup on darnell mooney uh, you want to constantly see some of these, you know, DBs just stepping up against some of these really good wide receivers that the Bears have. So, having my notes that Duke Shelley had a really good pass breakup, and a guy that it was nice to see that was there. We got an explanation of why he missed practice yesterday. Akeem Hicks had some soreness in his foot. 
he was there today, obviously, in practice, and it was a first play in team drills, and he just absolutely gets through the, the offensive line and is ready to make a play in the backfield. And it's like, all right, Akeem Hicks looks looks he looks okay. He looks good. He's doing things that, regardless of a, a soreness in his foot, he's still making plays. So have him marked down in my notes. And, man, it's when you don't see – and we have to see how the Bears' starting tackles fare against – some of these pass rushes that the Bears have, but Khalil Mack was, for the lack of better, we're just living in the backfield. I have him beating Lachavius Simmons, who is number 73, playing right tackle in these practices in place of Jermaine Effetti. You know, he, he beats Lachavius Simmons, and then even a play later, he beats uh, Lachavius Simmons again. So it's a guy that, you know, it's Khalil Mack. He's going to take advantage of He's going to take advantage of a lot of players, but if you're putting a backup guy in there, only Chavis Sims, who's, what, now in year two, it's almost to be expected. So I'm really curious to see how this Bears offensive line holds up against this Bears pass rush with their starters because obviously the backups are not going to be able to do it. Um, and then also somebody that was uh, that I mentioned that I saw throughout the practice who was getting some, some reps in and out of the first team, second team, Marquis Christian. So this is a player that obviously he was on the practice squad last year, didn't play at all in, in 2020, but he got a nice uh, pass breakup on Allen Robinson and he almost intercepted Justin Fields, but he dropped the ball in team drill. But he was also getting reps and and I was trying to make sure that I was looking at the field right just to make sure you know everyone's in position correctly. But he was playing that nickel, kind of maybe like a big nickel because he also had the you had Jalen Johnson and I believe it was either Kendall Vildor or Desmond Trufant on the field but it was Marquis Christian and the two safeties out there so could be a, a version of the big nickel that they were playing but he was in the slot and I believe he was on uh he was on one of the receivers there but just playing that nickel position but he also later in the practice had a nice pass breakup on Allen Robinson and like I said almost intercepted Justin Fields there but dropped the ball and then you have guys that, and because I need to mention his name, because it's just a cool name to have, Daniel Archibong, right? That's I mean you gotta you gotta mention that anytime he makes a play. But he had a nice run stop in, in team drills as well. I'm trying to see exactly where is Archibong on this roster, number seventy two. So a guy that you know when you see somebody as big as him and someone that you don't know and he has a cool name like that, you gotta mention him on the podcast. And then Bilal Nichols. He, if you guys remember, last season had an interception on Matthew Stafford at Soldier Field. Just read the play perfectly, put his hands up, was able to intercept Matthew Stafford. Almost had a play, not exactly the same, but Bilal Nichols nearly intercepted Andy Dalton at the line of scrimmage. Had his hands up and almost corralled the ball. Like After he dropped it, he's kind of just pounding, pounding the ground there, knowing that, hey, I've already done this before, could have done it again. So... A lot of these defensive players were making plays, looking just really active on the field. And like I said, regardless of, you know, first team, second team, third team, and even the positions, defensive line, linebacker, secondary, lots of guys were making plays today. And that that was awesome to see. And, you know, just being closer to the defense for this practice, I think that helped me just to see a little bit more. And like I said, it's something that, Matt Nagy talked about it, what, two days ago now. He wants to see turnovers. He wants to see this defense being very active. It definitely came out today, and Sean Desai's defense, you know, not only was making plays, 
but they were letting the offense know about it. So it was in team drills after Cairo Santos went eight of nine on his field goals. And the the one that it was hard to see if it went through the uprights just from my vantage point. So I put it as eight of nine, and I think he and he hit a fifty seven yarder to be the last field goal kick. But right after the the kicking session there. There was a pass from Andy Dalton to Jimmy Graham in the flat, but the defenders are right there to make a play. And you're obviously you're not allowed to tackle. It's just helmet and shirts and, and shorts, but Jimmy Graham goes off to the sideline where the defense is at, and, man, the defense is just barking and chirping at him, giving him... You know, giving him hell, honestly. And Jimmy Graham is a guy that likes to talk, too. He's talking back with, with the defense. But the defense knew they made the play. It, Jimmy Graham would have been stopped short short of the line of gain. But, like, just looking over there to see who was who was barking at, at Jimmy Graham, saw Eddie Jackson, who has not practiced yet. He's still dealing with an injury. You saw Travis Gibson, who I think has just become more vocal too i know i mentioned in yesterday's podcast he looks bigger but man he's also just i think just talking a little bit more on the field like saying you can't block me i heard him say that a couple of times but it was eddie jackson travis gibson just others that all kind of surrounded graham after he caught the ball was on the sidelines and just giving him giving him hell like i said earlier but there was also another play that was very similar justin fields threw a ball to the flat to artavius pierce and Artavius Pierce would have been blown up by the defender. And one of the defenders, don't know who said it, was like, hey, number one doesn't like you, man, because that ball gets thrown in a real game. Artavius Pierce is getting, like I said, he's getting rocked. And then, again, the defense is just chirping again. But And there's another note that I have here. Bilal Nichols, who I mentioned earlier, almost had an interception, just coming off to the sideline saying that these guys can't block me. So, dominant and very talkative defense today a lot of energy for sean desai's unit really great to see uh against against this bears offense and i think you're gonna have you're gonna have days where both sides get the better of each other but just assessing how today went day three definitely the defense's day in terms of overall like i said first team second team and third team just really coming together and having a really good practice so that really does it for the defense and um the notes i have there but We'll transition to offense and we'll transition to the quarterbacks have to talk about the quarterbacks and if i don't know if you guys know about adam hoax qb meter that he did last year who you know who had the better day and he would have that between trubisky and Foles, and uh, that, that was really it was just something that you wanted to tune into and, and see where what hoag was thinking if i was doing that meter and it was today that meter would be leaning towards justin fields i thought there were just some throws that he had throughout this practice that really highlighted his arm strength and just the zip on the ball there was a nice catch from thomas ives this was just in running routes on air but he just snags the ball with one hand so thomas ives really good catch there but in the team period justin fields had i think arguably the best pass of the day not remembering any that can can overcome this one but it was a nice throw to jesse james a tight end over the middle just a tight spiral ball head zip just something that when when you see it you you just note it you note it down like man that they come that the ball just came off his hand naturally had zip and it was just a very impressive throw over the middle and that and i also have in my notes here it's like these passes from fields the ones that go over the middle especially in our 
that intermediate to deep range, you're you're not used to seeing them at Bears training camp because quarterbacks just didn't usually hit those, especially guys like Mitchell Trubisky where it was so inconsistent. But like in this practice, it just seemed more evident, more common to see from from Justin Fields. He also had a really nice pass to Javon Wims where. It's a really good throw and a really good catch by Javon Wims, who high points the football right, again, in the middle of the field. Really impressive throw and catch there by those two guys. And just to kind of, you know, keep this objective too, like I said earlier, he almost was intercepted by Marquis Christian, and Artie Burns almost had an interception. Uh, there was a false start by the offense, but the offense still ran the play, and Justin Fields was thrown over to his right end. Don't know if... Um, the receiver just didn't run the right route at the right depth or he's just kind of throwing it away but Artie Burns almost came down with that football but overall though I liked what I saw in this practice from Justin Fields again that zip the tight spiral that's what you want to see those throws that make you go all right that's that's the number 11th overall pick and the future you know franchise quarterback of the Chicago Bears but I liked what I saw there now to Andy Dalton who I thought had a pretty good practice in day two. I think he came back down to earth a little bit in today's practice. Um, he did have a nice throw to Allen Robinson. There was a bunch of defenders in the area. I believe that was in, in team drill as well. Uh, nice, again, touch along the sideline. He also was able to use the hard count and got Akeem Hicks to jump off sides. Actually, uh, now that I remember, and I have this in my notes, I just didn't write it down in my Google Doc over here. Justin Fields was able to do the same thing, get a hard count to to get the uh, defense offside. So you saw that from the number one and number two quarterbacks. But uh, Andy Dunn also missed a, a deep ball to Cole Komet down the left sideline. It was a kind of like a rollout where Andy Dalton's going right and Cole Komet is going left. Similar to, if you guys remember, the play against the Rams where Cole Komet has that deep down the uh, sideline catch down the left sideline against the Rams on Monday night. That's what it kind of looked like, but Andy Dalton just missed it, and he knew it too. Um, just afterwards, he was kind of disappointed with himself, just missing the throw deep ball. And there are also those near interceptions for Andy Dalton. Roquan Smith, like I said earlier in the podcast, he almost intercepted Andy Dalton on a screen pass, and like I said, Bilal Nichols could have easily picked off Andy Dalton. So just some questionable... I don't know if it's questionable decisions, but just putting the ball in a spot where, hey, it could have gone either way. And I know Matt Nagy said the one play with Roquan Smith, there was a hold somewhere. Maybe a ref doesn't see that, and it does end up being being an interception um, that way. But that that's kind of the, the notes on the quarterbacks. Uh, I know something that I don't have in my Google Doc, but I want to make sure I mention. Uh, a guy like uh, Riley Ridley, who, like I said in the last podcast, if, if you listen had a pretty up and down day in terms of you know just catching the ball and just just an up and down day i thought he had a, a pretty decent day today he was just he happened to be just matched up especially in the like the individuals and just running routes on air with justin fields and i don't know if that that helped him a lot but i thought that he did he had just a better practice overall compared to his his first day there and just some other minor notes that i have throughout the practice here um, David Montgomery, he worked on his footwork, his speed in the off season, and man, does it show! Just when he is running routes or is able to, you know, 
burst through the the line of scrimmage for a run you just see the speed from him it's it's different not like last year there were a couple of big runs that he had and he was able to finish in the end zone the houston one the first play of scrimmage where he had enough speed but it just looks like and granted this is in just a helmet shirt and shorts he just looks faster the route running also looks more crisp like he knows exactly where his benchmark is in terms of running the route, stopping to obviously plant his foot and then turn around and just make the catch. He just looks more fluid. And I'm really excited to see how all of this improvement from this offseason, from this big 1,000-yard season he had last year, translates into now 2021 because I think David Montgomery's, you know, he's set for another big season. Uh, and then also just something that I noticed from the offense and could be by design, could be like this is what the Bears wanted to do, what Matt Nagy was hoping for in this practice. But there's just a lot more motion just happening from first team, second team, third team. Every single offense, uh, offensive unit was really repping a lot of pre-snap in the backfield type of motion where either tight ends are moving or sending uh, a Demir Bird in, in motion, whoever it might be. There was just a lot of motion in today's practice, and I know that was something that when Bill Lazor took over as the offensive coordinator for, what, the last five games, the Bears were utilizing far more motion, far more motion on early downs than when Nagy was calling plays. So I wonder if that's something, it could, like I said, it could just be this practice, they wanted to test that out to get the timing right, but it also could be something that maybe the Bears are looking to utilize more this season, and I think that's... One, it helps the the quarterback to identify what the defense is in, if seeing how the defense adjusts to motion. But I think it just helps overall the quarterbacks, again, to make their job a little bit easier and just getting defenders maybe just in, in the wrong place at the wrong time, not adjusting to the motion late, whatever it may be. But there was just more motion in today's practice. And that really, guys, was the main recap of, of what happened today. Like I said, Justin Fields had a better day. Andy Dolan came back down to earth. And the defense was flying all over the field, chirping at, at the offense the entire you know practice session. Really amped up. It was, it was fun to watch. And you know, just being on that side of the field, I think that gave me a better perspective of how that unit really operates under Sean Desai and you know what they're looking to do. Hopefully, though, in these next coming days, like I'm really looking forward to seeing like an Eddie Jackson practice, and we'll have to wait and see how long it's going to take for him to get back on the field. And man, like I said earlier, I, I I need to see what this offense looks like with the starting tackles because I was mentioning a bunch of defensive players that had really good days today, and it's not just because the starting tackles are out, but it would be nice to see what that unit looks like, the first team, especially the first team unit how it operates when you have the two guys that you're anticipating starting before today's practice Matt Nagy kind of talked about Tevin Jenkins and the importance of getting him ready for padded practices and I believe that's supposed to take place uh, early next week and Monday or Tuesday if I if I'm not mistaken um, I know Tuesday's the, the family fest so maybe it's Monday but whenever the padded practices do happen that's where Matt Nagy really wants to make sure that a guy like Tevin Jenkins is ready because you know he uh, Sam Mustafer actually talked about Tevin Jenkins in the post practice press conference saying that he's just a really good guy and just eager to get back out on the field and you know what for myself I know a lot of the fans I'm pretty sure his teammates are eager to see what he can do 
in in a Bears training camp practice and you know one that we're finally wearing pads so those are like the things that I'm thinking about in terms of what's next and just looking forward to seeing how the quarterbacks continue to play obviously like I said Justin Fields had a better day today than he did he had a better day than day two and far better than day one and if you haven't heard Matt Nagy said in day one's practice there was a lot of things that were scripted that he just wanted to see where Justin Fields was kind of going with the pass with the progression so things that happened there not not to be taken you know don't take that for what it is so lo- looking forward to seeing how he progresses seeing how maybe Andy Dalton even bounces back and continuing to see how the defensive backs kind of get inter- interchanged and I didn't really mention that in this podcast and I should have but I know a lot of people are focusing in on Kendall Vildor Desmond Trufant well right now I think it's still up in the air you see Kendall Vildor get first team reps you see Desmond Trufant get first team reps and you see and I, I would say the most consistent thing is like Duke Shelley is getting the nickel nickel reps right now at, with the first team at least and you'll see Thomas Graham who, who has made some plays throughout this training camp so far but I would say Duke Shelley is the guy with the first team and maybe that changes throughout the course of practice but those are just things I'm looking forward to to seeing um uh, let's see. I can check. Let, let's look at the chat real quick. Uh, let's see. We have Joe Williams. What's your biggest concern right now? I think the biggest concern is something uh, that I mentioned earlier with those tackles. It's like you ha- the Bears let go of a guy in Charles Leno Jr., which you know I think some fans were saying it was time, but that was a guy that was consistently available. And now you have Tevin Jenkins, who you know it's a back issue, and maybe not to give it too. Uh, too overblown but now this is uh, you know a couple practices that he's not available but hopefully like Matt Nagy was saying just wants to get him ready for the padded practices but it's it's the health of the tackles because if you have to go guys if you have to go into a season with Lachavius Simmons at right tackle and Elijah Wilkinson who's prime who's ideally supposed to be your swing tackle as your starters at you know long periods of year or any point in the season it doesn't matter who's at quarterback uh, seeing how robert quinn and cleo mack and you know travis gibson james waters guys like that are are taking advantage of those tackles every team in the nfl is going to know that and the bears play you know the rams week one and they have plenty of pass rushers so i think that would be the the biggest current concern i have and let's let's and look this is three three days of the training camp so we'll see how the health and availability of those tackles kind of progresses here in the near future um to to ken burke how has quinn looked a lot better than i anticipated to be completely honest and this is not you know like i think people have seen watch this podcast listen to how will mason and i perceive robert quinn we're not not too confident in him but so far like Matt Nagy said he's been he's supposed to be limited in practices well he's showing that the speed off the edge and showing that he he has a he he still has some game left in him and even like on the sideline I was talking about how the whole defense was kind of talking there was Quinn being one of the older guys he was out there kind of yelling and you know just showing some youth I I guess in, in a way so he has looked he's looked pretty good and I, I would rather be saying that than, you know, the opposite. So I'm, su- I'm surprised by it, but I'm glad that, you know, I can be reporting that 
and Quinn has looked pretty pretty good along and going against some backup tackles, but he has taken advantage of it. Um, let's see, let's see. Do uh, infamous? Do you think they will use the open spot from but retiring on a veteran tackle? Uh, that is a good question. I mean, it, it could be a possibility if they see that the the two tackle injuries are something that can go into the regular season potentially. Um, they could just be looking like obviously they brought in the Jesse James who's made a couple of plays uh, already in training camp and I, like I said earlier Justin Fields hit Jesse James over the middle of the field for arguably the best throw in practice today so maybe that's what they're using it for but it, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out just seeing how the tackles have played but like I said it'd be nice to see the starters and the tribe how does Kendall Vildor look I thought he's made He's made some some good plays throughout practice, and again, like I say, he's repping with, he's he's in with the first team unit. Trufant will go in. It's Jalen Johnson, of course, being consistent. But yeah, there he has shown. There was like a rep. If if you guys didn't listen to the podcast yesterday, it was him and Marquise Goodwin locked up one on one, and Builder just locked him up, and that's just showing the shiftiness in his feet, using good just hand placement on the pads, and just not letting Marquise Goodwin go anywhere. So. It's a guy that, you know, is trained with Oliver Davis. I did a feature story on Oliver Davis and Kendall Vildor, and I, I anticipated that Vildor would win this starting cornerback spot. So, and I, right now I think he does have the edge. And like I said, it's, it, they're, the Bears, the defense are kind of switching out Vildor and Trufan, trying to see who can be the most consistent. I think Vildor, he has the edge for now, but he needs, needs to keep doing what he's doing in these practices, and I think he'll earn himself the job. And last question here, have you seen much of Damian Williams? Yes, this guy, I'm excited for Damian Williams. And similar to what I was saying about David Montgomery and how he looks crisp, man, the Bears are really going to utilize him out of the backfield, maybe in in that screen game as well, just because of his pass-catching ability and just his fluidness in running routes. I think that showed up in yesterday's practice. It definitely showed up today as well. I like this. This is obviously without Tariq Cohen being being on the pup, but the Bears are really fortunate to pick up a guy like that in you know just the off season to supplement and just add to this running back room. So excited to continue watching Damian Williams, but he's just such a natural fit, such a natural fit. And like I said, he he will be utilized in this Bears offense for sure. All right, you guys. Um, I'm going to end this podcast, and before this stream goes all wacky and crazy on me, um, just make sure to continue following uh, myself, at Nicholas Moriano, the Chicago Audible on Twitter. I will be there tomorrow, and you know, anytime I can, I can make it to these Bears training camp practices. I actually, really cool today, just a personal moment for me. I, there's tiers of media access. There's two and three three being a little bit more limited and that's what I got and I was just you know grateful to be um there covering Bears practice but today I got I got upgraded um again don't know you know how that kind of works but I got upgraded to 2M for people watching meaning that I was at the press conferences I was there for Sam Mustafer, Darnell Mooney and you know able to to be in House Hall I was in House Hall for the first time today little bit of surreal moment like i was in a cubicle and right to the left of me was adam johns i was next to zach pearson kevin fishbane is there so for someone who's aspiring to be a sports journalist and make this a profession that was awesome so it was really cool to do that but 
that's just a personal note and uh yeah i'll just kind of end it off here i know the last stream too anybody who listened to the podcast even watched it cut off so i might just sit here in silence until until uh i guess you know it's it's good to go but thank you everybody for tuning in and watching this quick recap like i said i'll be at training camp tomorrow and plan to be on there you know consistently uh, for the rest of training camp but until next time bear down chicago Better